It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill. Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ah, uh, KT Live Saunders Pub, seventeen fifty North Buffalo. You can hear the crowd behind me. I mean, absolutely ridiculous crowd here tonight at seventeen fifty North Buffalo Steiner's Pubs. One of three in the Vegas Valley to serve you, and I'm sure the other two. Doing just fine. The original 8410 West Cheyenne. And, of course, over there on the boulevard, 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South, right there at Windmill. This one here where KT is on Wednesday night, 1750 North Buffalo, inside the Albertson Shopping Center. And I mean, it is just absolutely bedlam. I mean, since I got here, I got here at a, just a little after 6, and wasn't a table open when I got in. And it's pretty steady now as well and some big crowds. There's a cool, like, middle bar where you kind of have both sides, and uh, there's a good group of about 12, 14 hanging out. Just a great setup. You have angles on 16 different TVs, uh, big screens, just all the games going on. You have an outstanding bar, which probably has eh, about five open seats out of the 20 uh, right now, but great video kino, great video poker. The food? Outstanding, And I always tell you, not bar food, but outstanding food, 24 hours a day. KT started with the homemade soup of the night, chicken enchilada soup, and then, of course, had the uh, patented burger with the sautéed mushrooms, a little avocado, cheddar cheese, and uh, a little, you know, tomato, onions, all that good stuff, and then the homemade onion rings, which I love as well. So I'm raring to go. I'm ready to fire uh, some good stuff at you tonight. Get into some college hoops a little bit later. Alex B. Smith supposed to join me hour number two. Arthur DeCesar, busy as a bee over there. Westgate Superbook, again, Wednesday night, very, very busy. He's working throughout the night. He is pushed back to tomorrow evening. So very busy show tomorrow evening on Thursday. Fran McCaffrey, head coach, Iowa basketball, hopefully will be able to join me first uh, segment, and then we'll get into Arthur DeCesar. Uh, good chance that I could have a couple other jokers in studio, of course, on a throwback Thursday. Mike Scaliot, Andy Isco, they could be there as well. So it should make for a great throwback Thursday show and then another great show on Friday. 
Wednesdays, where do I start? Lead-off batter, nobody better than Mark Lawrence. Get with Mark in just a sec. Uh, plenty of scores on the Richard Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. I'll get to a bunch of the college basketball on the overnights. Just a couple games in the NHL tonight as they are raring to go right there in the Sunshine State. You've got the NHL All-Star break coming up this weekend. Carolina 5-1, they win at Buffalo. And Boston, a 5-2 win at Toronto. Those are the only two games going tonight. As far as college hardwood, did get on Utah State late game. They're up 24-9 out of the gate against New Mexico. 10-59 to go up there. Logan, Utah. Other games rolling right now. Cal Baptist tied at 50 with Southern Utah. 14-38 to go. Lancers are at home for that one. Abilene Christian surprising Seattle. 15-35 to go. Second half, 52-49. ABC leading that one. Tulane, a 74-52 win at home against SMU. That's just gone final. Okie State putting away Oklahoma on the road. Lead it by 10, but just 15 seconds left in Norman. 71-61. Excellent road game for the Pokes. Missouri, they had a huge lead against LSU. LSU got back inside the number. Well, not inside the number, but they may have pushed the number. At the Westgate Superbook, it closed at 10. That's what they won by, 87-77, nine and a half other places. So, again, pays to shop around. New Mexico State, a one-point lead over Stephen F. Austin, 2.15 to go. Second half, Las Cruces, 64-63. Aggies lead it. Keep an eye on that one. They went off as two-point home dogs. Drake in overtime now leads Northern Iowa, 72-68. Trailed this one at home for a while, up by four, laying eight and a half. You may get lucky. There was a real bad beat in overtime tonight. If you had Villanova plus the six and a half, it was as high as seven and a half this morning. Depends when you played it. Now, Moore is back in the lineup for Nova, second game back. But Marquette gets the game into overtime and wins it 73-64. to Win it by nine. And on that note, I throw it to Mark Lawrence. Mark, for years and years, Andy Isco, talking about regulation. Can we just play the games for regulation? I don't care if it's hockey. I don't care what sport it is. Can we get it like that the way they do it in soccer? They let you do it. Why not a little insurance? So if you're on the right side or the right side of the total, that you're able to cash in without having to sweat out an overtime. Well, it makes a lot of sense, Kenny. Uh, And, you know, it would be obviously for the bookmakers to decide whether or not uh, they would make it available and what price or tariff they would put on it. A person couldn't afford to lay 10 cents extra on every bet they made just to ensure insurance because, you know, then you're getting into a, a return on your investment, an ROI, which is going to be really, really difficult to do. But if the odds makers would participate and play with the players and let them do it at a decent price, you know, three cents, four cents, something like that, yeah, I think you'd find a lot of people that would be active and appreciate and do just that, Andy Isco being one, and myself probably another one, especially when you make large wagers. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, so uh, interesting games last week as far as in the conference finals, but you knew the writing was on the wall pretty much for San Francisco once Purdy got injured, and then you know the backup Johnson goes down as well. It's going to be a tough road to hoe in Philadelphia. That Philly defense is solid, no question about it. Hassan Reddick, what an outstanding year he's had. Very underrated because you look at guys like Nick Bosa, you know that household name. But Hassan Reddick, I mean, I know you know going back and forth to Phoenix a lot, the Cardinal fans are saying, like, how did we ever let this guy go? Crazy. Uh, but he stepped up big time. Let's start there, Mark. Review the uh, San Fran-Philadelphia game. What impressed you? Uh, about Philadelphia? Was it the offense? Was it the defense? Was it a combination of a well-oiled machine? And again, I take into consideration the injury to Purdy, 
you know, it is what it is. But, you know, Philadelphia caused that injury by getting to the quarterback. Well, that impressed me a game that I don't think a lot of people talk about, Kenny, is Philadelphia did not turn the ball over. And when you play a spotless game, you put yourself into a much, much better position to win the game, especially when you're a home team. That's back-to-back games in the playoffs now that Philadelphia has not turned the football over. And it also has permitted them to uh, control the running game, which they did last week as well. And that was not a given going in against San Francisco because both football teams had excellent rushing offenses. But Philadelphia won that rushing stat in that football game. So I think they're doing a lot of good things, the Philadelphia Eagles here right now. And, you know, some people say, well, they got out to that great start. And, you know, are they for real and things like that? But they're certainly proving that they're for real and Jalen Hurts is proving that he's for real, at least this football season. Now, whether or not he can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, that could be another argument. All right, so I had Philly uh, about a few, a few weeks ago, and I ended up getting them four and a half to one to win the Super Bowl. So I hedged back a little bit on the Chiefs, uh, plus a point and a half. That's where the line is sitting now. Eagles minus one and a half, 50 and a half year total. Westgate Superbook. I did play a teaser as well, taking the Chiefs, plus eight and a half, or I'm sorry, plus seven and a half, and uh, over 43 and a half. Where are you as far as, you know, early looks, and where do you think the line ends up, Mark? Do you think, you know, Philadelphia may get some more money because they have looked so dominant, and like you said, keeping those clean sheets in those first two playoff games, or uh, is Kansas City, you know, going to get more money if people realize that Patrick Mahomes was pretty good in that championship game but his health is probably going to get a little bit better uh, with the extra week off as they head towards the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. As you know, Kenny, the game opened Pick'em, the first number that was sent out, and uh, it went right away to Philadelphia in the football game. And, you know, obviously that's sharp money because you don't get enough public money to move a line real quick out of the gate like that. And I can only read through through the numbers and figure that the Sharps were maybe positioning themselves for the possibility of a Patrick Mahomes ankle flare-up after that game. You don't know with a sprained ankle what you're getting. Uh, and, you know, he could well have injured, re-injured the ankle, uh, ankle in the football game. He could be walking around a cast this week. Nobody knew for sure what was going to happen. And I think that was a hedge bet by the Sharps to move that game from pick and laying Philadelphia minus uh, the points. It got up to high as two and a half. We're talking one and a half right now when it's beginning to look like Mahomes is his ankle is going to be healthy and he is going to play. So it wouldn't surprise me at all, Kenny, when this game kicks off and this game doesn't kick off back at the pick open number. All right, so where are you as far as the total? Because you're going to not have to worry about the weather indoors there at, you know, in Arizona. Uh, again, these teams are outdoor teams, but comfortable confines there at the Cardinals' home stadium. I would think there's a good chance there could be a bunch of points, even though both these defenses, especially Philadelphia, is very respectable. Again, Philadelphia, the most sacks in the NFL, but Kansas City, the second most sacks. So both these teams like to get to the quarterback. But you're right. I think, you know, when you start looking at the way this game could end up, it's who's going to make the mistake, who blinks first, so to speak. And so far, Philadelphia, like you said, taking care of the football, not beating themselves, knowing that they have a well-balanced team, that the offense is pretty darn good and the defense outstanding. Now, Kansas City, when Mahomes is 100%, I don't like to go against that offense at all. But those receivers also banged up. They could be you know, good enough to go in the game, 
coming up in you know 10 days or whatever but at the end of the day how healthy will they be and so all these little nicks that they're getting uh maybe going against kansas city and that's why the uh line right now staying current at the westgate superbook 50 and a half total one and a half is the number philadelphia favored by and i see that number consistent everywhere in las vegas right now yeah, it's sort of settled in right now at one and a half as we're speaking here tonight. And we we re, we revisit again next week when we go over some of the props and evaluate some further line moves. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this number isn't one when we talk next week. And like I say, maybe eventually gets to pick by the by the time the game kicks off. Uh, look at Kansas City, and uh, they've also done a lot of what Philadelphia has, and that's protect the football. Only one turnover the last three football games. So they're playing uh, relatively error-free football as well, and that's what you need to do if you want to uh, win a Super Bowl. You have to be able to uh, not beat yourself, and it appears that Kansas City's got that in act in order here as well. Uh, I think what you're going to see here, Kenny, is I'm going to play under the 50 and a half uh, because you've got number one, the number one defense in the National Football League. And this defense would have to blow up for this total to get over, and I don't believe it's going to blow up by any means. And like I said, Kansas City here uh, has protected the ball well. And if you look at their last few performances here, uh, they've played some pretty solid defense. Go back to the Houston football game. They've not really had a poor defensive outing. Jacksonville maybe when they coughed up 349 yards, that would be it. Uh, but I think there's a this is a pretty nice, decent number. And I'm going to stay under the uh, 50 and a half for my side for the total in the game. All right. So uh, right now, Eagles again, one and a half, 50 and a half at the Westgate Superbook. You are seeing 51s at Caesars and at Circa and some other shops in Las Vegas. Ken Thompson with Mark Lawrence. Take a quick break. Come back with Mark. Going to go over some news inside the NFL, some big time news coming out today. It's official. We'll just see if it sticks. But it looks like we may have seen the last of Tom Brady as far as his playing career. We'll discuss that. There's also some big coaching hires as well. We'll get Mark Lawrence's take on all of that. You're listening to SportsX Radio 101.5 on the FM side, KDWN 720, KDWNA on the AM side, and also 1140 The Bet. When UNR, Nevada Reno, is not playing, you can catch us there uh, through the end of the month. So uh, go to that station. That's another great station. A lot of great sports on there as well and sports gaming talk. We also stream live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download that free free app, and then you can just search KDWN or SportsX Radio. We are live, of course, Steiner's Pub on Wednesday nights. Mark Hoke running the show. Mark, outstanding producer. And, of course, the host of the Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. You like professional wrestling, you'll love the Mark Hoke show live from vegas kt sports x radio with mark lawrence we'll be right back happy trails to you until we meet again happy trails to you keep smiling until then who cares about the clouds if we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again. All right, SportsX Radio, KT Live, Steiner's Pub. And it's been an emotional day for KT the last uh, several, actually, uh, Chicago Bill. Great friend of the show, guy that's listened to SportsX Radio for umpteen years, 
every night. Scott is uh, radio. It was always tuned to 7.20 a.m., but he shifted over to 101.5 FM. Says he likes the FM signal. It's nice and crystal clear. And Chicago Bill, every night, 8, 8 p.m., listening to SportsX Radio, Monday through Friday. And uh, he's been married to his uh, soulmate, Joanne, for 58 years. And not good news for Joe. And so our prayers are with Chicago Bill. We'll keep you updated. But uh, it's getting getting late in the fourth quarter there for, for Joe. And uh, our prayers are with Bill and his family. His beautiful goddaughter, Laura, is in town helping out. And uh, so many that have, you know, let Chicago Bill know how important he is in their lives and how much Joanne, his beautiful wife of 58 years, mean to the SportsX Radio Nation. So, Chicago Bill, we appreciate you. Mark Hoke, thanks for the song. Mark Lawrence is with me, of course, on a Wednesday night. And, Mark Lawrence, of course, you've been married all those years to Colleen and you got Junior, and, I mean, it's, it's just something as you get up there in years – you really realize how much you appreciate that better half. And, like, for me, Christine, I know she's the better three quarters. You defer as well. And I know Chicago Bill feels that way about Joanne. But never easy when you watch the one that you love the most go through health issues and, uh, you know, our prayers with the family. So, you know, just kind of wanted to get that out there. I mean, a lot of listeners know Chicago Bill. He's made an appearance as a big Chicago fan but not a Cubs fan despises the Cubs. He's a South Sider. He's a White Sox guy through and through. So he's uh, he's a real deal. He sticks by those Sox, and uh, I know he loves them. And he goes way back history. So, you know, we're your era, Mark. He's a little older than you, and so he'll start throwing names at me, and I'm like, gosh, dang it, man. Only Lawrence would know those guys, man. I mean, I, I know some of them from the record books, but it is great to hear the passion and the, uh, the just the sharpness of somebody's mind going way back you know, 50, 60 years and just talking about these players like it was yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really sorry to hear that because uh, he's such a sweetheart of a person and his wife as well. And uh, I can relate wholeheartedly to what it is you're saying, Kenny, when, uh, you know, that, that that person that you've been with becomes the, the love of your life, uh, your better half, your, your soulmate. And uh, my heart and prayers and thoughts are out to Bill and, uh, Let's hope that uh, everything works in his favor and just remember everything that was good. And I'm sure there was a lot of good things between him and his wife. Uh, No question about it. Yeah, Joe is special and is special. And we love her and our prayers with the family. All right. uh, I did also send you uh, something, which, you you know, you being a Clevelander, uh, Mark Lawrence, you know all about this guy who recently passed away at age 71, John Adams. This guy pounded the old drum out in the Cleveland outfield bleachers. It was a great story because I had no clue. I, I've heard the drum many times, but I never realized. Here's this guy, John Adams. He buys this drum at a garage sale, brings it to a game way back in 1973 to Municipal Stadium, and then he started banging out a steady beat whenever the home team was batting and wound up becoming another Cleveland sports icon. Mark Lawrence, weigh in because this guy will be missed big time. But it is funny how sometimes some things just start and then they continue for years. You know, Kenny, I can go back uh, because, you know, obviously I'm Clevelander and I used to sell scorecards at that same stadium where he was banging the drum where he began Cleveland Municipal Stadium, that big cavern. And he started banging the drum uh, probably about six or seven years after I graduated from high school. And I can just remember hearing that constant pounding of uh, whenever, you know, the tribe was – 
rallying or he's he getting the crowd into the baseball games and uh, he was he was a fixture at the stadium and it was it was incredible uh, and it's really really sad to hear that because a dedicated fan you'll never find anyone more dedicated than he was to lug that big drum into that game every day uh, for all those many years I think he only missed I think it said 13 or 14 games probably because of health reasons uh, and then there was a there was a time Kenny also where. They were uh, they wouldn't let him into the new into the stadium uh, at a certain point. Uh, I don't know what it was. I think it had to do something with the the cheating scandal in the World Series, and they were afraid that you know maybe something funny or funky could be going on with this with the signals that are coming from the drum. Anyway, the league decided that, that he was no longer allowed to do just that. That was a sad day in passing as well when that happened, but. My heart goes out to him because uh, that's part of what you grew up with as, as a kid hearing that, and I can still hear him pounding the drums when the, ever the Cleveland Indians had something working on the base pads. Wow, that's interesting that you bring that up because uh, you're just wondering. The Houston Astros may have just gotten that little tidbit saying, hey, you know, the old drum guy, he's no longer there with Cleveland, <laughs> but uh, hey, we can pound these trash cans with the best of them. Well, we got to do there time we it well. Wow, that is great stuff, Mark Lawrence. I knew you'd bring some extra little tidbits to the show. All right, uh, Tom Brady calling it quits. I thought one of the most sincere little homemade videos, you could just see that there were more important things on Brady's mind, like his family. He knows his kids now are, you know, going to be spending time with him as a single dad, and I think he really wants to dedicate time. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't end up doing time in the studio somewhere for Fox or somebody else. Uh, there's no doubt he's got a lot to add. But I think he's really bent on, hell-bent on making sure that his kids have their dad in their life on a regular basis. So kudos to him, an incredible career. Look, I give him you know, credit for coming back after he retired, saying, you know what, I'm still feeling okay. My body doesn't feel 44. I'm ready to go. It doesn't feel 45. I think I still got something in, in me in the tank. And, of course, the depleted offensive line woes for Tampa Bay led to their demise this year. Uh, part of it, you know, he didn't play his best ball either. But, you know, when you get up there 45 years old, he's the guy that needs to stand behind a well-oiled pocket there. I mean, he's got to have that offensive line protection because he's not that dual-threat mobile guy. He can get rid of the ball as quick as anybody. And, Mark, I think back to the 23 years Tom Brady's been quarterbacking and driving opposing defenses and opposing fans crazy do you ever really remember him getting blindsided to where he was just like literally blown up to where you go, oh, he's, he, he's out, he's hurt. It's, I mean, even the Charles Woodson tuck rule, you know, hatchet knocking down of what we thought was a fumble and in most instances would have been, you know, categorized a fumble but was not in this case. Uh, you know, he still didn't really get hurt. And, you know, you never felt like he was injured. I'll tell you what, it, it's amazing for a guy that stayed in the pocket as much as he did for 23 freaking years that the guy never really got blindsided with authority. Yeah, he took a licking and kept on ticking, Kenny. There's no question. Uh, probably largely because of the physical condition that he was in. Uh, you know, he, he was a health nut and uh, he, he worked out all the time and kept himself in the best possible condition that he possibly could. And that, I'm sure that added five years to his career at least. And as far as him retiring right now, 
everybody obviously is going to face the end of the line, uh, it's, it's professional athletes for sure, uh, sooner than later, not usually when they want to or choose to, but I can say this, uh, for as, as good as he was in his career in the GOAT, I mean, he was, I don't, I don't think there's an argument. He is the GOAT. And if he were wanted to play this year because he was a free agent, and if he wanted to play, Kenny, there would have been 10 teams that would have been after him this year. His skills may be diminished, but they weren't completely eroded, and he would have helped some football teams this year. But I think it's a really, really good decision that he made. And, you know, he didn't make it, uh, he made it, like you said, partly with the family in mind. There's no question about that. But he's also, remember, Kenny, he's got a $375 million contract to be sitting in the Fox football booth next year, taking Greg Olson's place. Uh, to be an analyst. So, you know, life is not going to stop for him. He's got all kinds of other investments, this pickleball team and everything he's got going on. So tip of the hat to Tom Brady, because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him play as a, as a performer. Didn't like the, the ugliness that went on with New England, with the, the cheating scandals and things like that. But uh, no question in my mind, he is the GOAT of all quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yeah, and I, I was watching uh, today, and I thought it was well put. Uh, Mike Francesa said, Overall, the greatest. Longevity adding to that. Seven Super Bowls, which is what we measure in this country as far as the most championships. So that comes into play. Very fortunate in several of those games, but nonetheless, wins no less. I mean, you got seven of the ten fingers filled with rings. That's pretty impressive. Longevity, big time. Durability, big time. Uh, Frances is saying he thought Peyton Manning was the best regular season quarterback he ever saw and that Joe Montana was the best postseason quarterback he ever saw. But Tom Brady overall was the greatest quarterback that he ever saw. Well, that was a good way to mention the three quarterbacks that, you know, are did, did deserve to, you know, to be in the talk. And they all three do deserve to be in the talk. I think the thing that clinches it for me for Tom Brady is those seven rings, Kenny, those represent more Super Bowl wins than any team in the National Football League has ever won. Tom Brady alone did just that. Not alone. I mean, obviously, he had his, his teammates with him. But Tom Brady had more Super Bowl wins than any team in the National Football League history. That says a lot. And I can talk about Joe Montana. Uh, you know, I met Joe Montana's son, Nicky, when he was in town when I was in Vegas about five years ago or so. And I shared some of his dad's stats with him. And we compared them uh, out of my database, toe-to-toe, Montana and Brady. And, Kenny, they were at, if it was a horse race, it would have been a photo finish for the stats, what they did in wins and losses, off a loss, as underdogs, everything like that. That's how close these two quarterbacks were in my database. Uh, so, you know, the argument can live forever, and it probably will, between Joe Montana and Tom Brady. But because Tom Brady is retiring today, today he is the GOAT to me in my mind. No doubt about it. Great, great stuff. Well put, Mark Lawrence. All right, uh, you and I are going to get into uh, the Super Bowl props a lot next week, and then the following week we'll start really delving into college basketball because we'll be heading, uh, you know, headstrong into March and looking forward to it. Uh, Sean Payton, though, as we get back to NFL, taking over the Denver Broncos. D'Amico Ryans getting a crack with the Houston Texans. He gets a six-year deal. I don't know how much of that is guaranteed. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the Houston Texans get, you know, back-to-back years, uh, one-year deals basically with, uh, you know, Colors and, and, and uh, Lovey Smith. And, and, and kind of tough. I mean, both African-American coaches 
And so now you have a third, but it looks like D'Amico Ryan's getting himself situated to make sure he's not going to be a one-and-out deal. It looks like Houston is all in on the defensive coordinator who had a stellar year with San Francisco and a great career so far as a coordinator. So it looks like they've made up their mind. And then Sean Payton surprised some people by taking the Denver job. Can he fix Russell Wilson? Weigh in on these two hires, Mark, and how you think they'll pan out. I think D'Amico Ryans is an excellent hire for Houston. They needed to make a change. Uh, it was obvious when they let Lovey Smith go that uh, that might have been the direction they were going. A former star, all Pro Bowl player as a linebacker for Houston and New England. Uh, I think he's a perfect fit for the team. He's young. Uh, he'll win the fan or the, the players over with a lot of respect. I think it was a great hire for them. As far as Sean Payton is concerned, uh, you know, Obviously, Denver needed to do something. And, you know, they're, again, going all in, uh, putting up a lot of money, draft picks, everything, so forth and whatnot, the real Sean Payton in. And they needed to do that, Kenny. This football team, since they won the Super Bowl, I was reading this, where they ranked 28th in yards per play, 31st in third downs, and 31st in red zone touchdown percentage since they've won the Super Bowl. Sean Payton is going to change all that. Believe me, uh, his teams, when he was with the Saints, they were uh, in, they led the league in third down conversion percentage, red zone touchdown percentage. He's going to end up being a great hire for the team. The question is, is will he be able to fix Russell Wilson? And, be, and he's going to have to attempt to do that because they have so much invested in Russell Wilson here right now. So that will be the marriage. If he can make that marriage work between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, it will end up being a great trade uh, trade hire trade slash hire i think for the denver broncos all right and it's david cully i don't know why i said colors but uh david cully then lovey smith uh nfl superbook when they came out with the win totals at the beginning of the year there were some that you go back and you look in fact i've got andy isco's list and mike scally and they'll both be in studio tomorrow so i'll be able to go over uh how they did on their over-unders for every team but what was more surprising to you mark which team as far as over-unders win total more surprising to you Denver Green Bay or Indy on the bad side the Giants or Philadelphia on the upside who did you I mean who are you more surprised like Philly's in the Super Bowl their win total was nine the Giants win total was seven they made the playoffs and for the NFCs to get three entries into the postseason i remember we looked at the divisions at the beginning of the year going oh the nfc east is going to suck i mean dallas might be okay dallas or philadelphia but i don't think you know many people thought both of them would get in the playoffs maybe one get a wild card uh you know there were some that did think both of them would get in there but the giants a, a big time surprise and then philly you know a big time surprise to take that win total of nine get it up to the best record in the league and now continue on and make it to the Super Bowl with a, just a phenomenal season. Uh, where are you as far as who surprised you the most in the NFL this year? Well, I would say either of the two New York teams, Kenny, probably more likely uh, the Giants because they made the playoffs. Uh, the Jets had a terrific football season as well. They were in the running to do just that, but they both made complete U-turns. And it's all about the head coaches that they hired. And I think it's good for the city of New York to finally have some teams that the fans can get in behind. I think they were the story as far as surprise teams go in the National Football League this year. And as far as the disappointing teams, 
I have to put the Denver Broncos at the top of the list because at the beginning of the season, their season win total was 10 wins. And there was a lot of people that you talked to that everybody you talked to, Kenny, liked that football team over 10 wins. Russell Wilson, the defense they had, uh, yada, yada, yada. And it was almost too popular of a pick or a selection and, uh, and it completely collapsed. It completely fell apart on them. So I think they were as disappointing as any team there was in the National Football League. And i got to also throw this out there. The turnaround by Jacksonville this year has to be noteworthy as well. Doug Peterson took this team from a three-win team last year, a one-win team the year before, and he put them into the playoffs. So, you know, if you're talking coach of the year in the National Football League this year, I think Peterson's name has to be in the mix. And, you know, so too, uh, I think either the two New York coaches would also be in that coach of the year mix. Yeah, no doubt. Sirianni, of course, with Philadelphia will get major consideration as well. Uh, More disappointed in Matt Ryan for the Colts or Aaron Rodgers for the Packers? Well, I would say Aaron Rodgers for the Packers because there was a lot more expectations for Green Bay. Uh, There was a lot of people thought, you know, that they were going to be the runaway winner in that division. And, you know, Minnesota surfaced only because Green Bay didn't play, but Minnesota surfaced with a lot of bad numbers. We saw how poorly they executed in the field, but yet won football games. And they were just, uh, they were just destroyed in the playoffs because they were finally caught up with them. But you had an 11 win total on the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. And it, it was really sad to see that happen here. I have a feeling we're going to see Aaron Rodgers with another football team next year. I think that that story's all but de- dead and over in Green Bay. I think they need to make a move and go somewhere else. Uh, as far as uh, Maddie Ryan is concerned, the, the expectations for the Colts weren't quite as high. I think they had a 10-win season win total, and you know he was yanked at some point in the season here. He was yanked because of poor play, but more so because they were intending to cut him and get out of his salary and his contract. That was a selfish move by Robert Ursay and what he did in yanking first him and then letting Frank Wright go as the head coach. So I think that was a, a, just a, a play on Robert Ursay's part, but I think the more disappointing of the two would have to be Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and I almost forgot. I mean, we think of Aaron Rodgers, and we assume because Minnesota won the division that Green Bay finished second. But it's Chris Wynn's Detroit Lions who closed the season as hot as anybody outside of the Niners to finish 9-8 and eight and put the Packers in third place. I think just a phenomenal run by Detroit after that 1-6 and six start. And my goodness, had they been able to get into the postseason, if they had edged out Seattle instead of Seattle making it, there's no telling if the old Niners might have not been knocked out in that first round at home because that Lions team was playing as well as just about anybody, Mark. And, and Jared Goff, he surprised the heck out of me. I never thought he was as good a quarterback as he turned out to be the last nine, ten games there with the Lions this season. Well, tip of the hat to Dan Campbell, the great job he did with Detroit resurrecting that football team. But I'm not going to buy completely into Detroit making the playoffs and then doing well because you know, their defense was the worst in the league. Uh, they just outscored football teams when they won football games. It was a pinball uh, win by them. Uh, they would just put up more points than the other team, and there was no defense at all. So they're going to have to shore that side of the football up. But they are, Kenny, as you mentioned, the type of team that no one would have wanted to play in the playoffs. Yeah, great stuff, Mark Lawrence. Appreciate you. Going to get into a lot of those props next week. Can't wait for the Book of War and Peace to come out over there at the Westgate Superbook. There'll be a lot of props around town, and 
offshores as well and other books all around the country. So it should make for some interesting props and always those cross-promotional props. I love that because you get a talented staff like Cornegay's got over there. He and John Murray and all those guys put their heads together. They come up with some doozies, man. I'll be looking forward to seeing what uh, Mark Lawrence is looking at. I don't know if the if the sheets will be out. I, they may not be out by next Wednesday. So uh, we'll see if we have some props. If not, uh, then we'll we'll try and I'll try and get some information from you and hand out maybe some of the props that you're uh, that you're leaning on, so I can make sure I get them out on SportsX Radio. But Mark, always appreciate you on Wednesday nights. Now in your tenth year, Mr. Lawrence, best of uh, everything, health and and just everything for you, Colleen, Mark Jr. You're outstanding, Mark Lawrence, and you got a great following as you know here in the Vegas Valley and throughout SportsX Radio Nation. God bless, my brother. We'll talk next Wednesday. Likewise, can they be well, stay safe, Cal- tell Christine the same, and give Chicago Bill my best, if you would, please. Thank you. You know I will. Playbook Sports, get all of Mark's plays there. He's doing the NBA and college basketball now, and, of course, he's got his NFL Super Bowl pick up already, playbooksports.com, and also at Mark Lawrence on Twitter, Mark spelled with a C. Take our final break of this hour, number one. Come back, finish things up. I'll get some scores to you. And then Alex B. Smith at the top of the hour. Got lots to talk about with the hockey genius. I mean, he knows all the sports, but we'll see. It's been a while with Alex B. Smith. It's been a while since he's been on SportsX Radio. It'll be great to have him back on the air. And, of course, my great producer, Mark Hoke. 101.5 on that FM side, 1140 The Bet AM. Streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. If you haven't downloaded that sucker, get on it right now. It is a free app. Search KDWN, search SportsX Radio, search The Mark Hoke Show. Again, if you like professional wrestling, you'll love The Mark Hoke Show. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Live from Vegas, live at Steiner's Pub. I'm Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. New York, New York is everything they say. And no face that I'd rather be. Where else can you do a half a million things? All at a quarter to three. Right in Cleveland, baby, and uh, KT is wearing that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shirt. Got one of those when I toured the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and names came out and groups came out today uh, that are going to be nominated to see who gets into the Rock Hall. Uh, Willie Nelson on there. He's got to get in. I mean, he's not rock and roll. He's country, but they do all different genres, and Willie's got to be in there. Come on, man. guy's been around forever. The guy's a legend. Put him in. Willie Nelson gets my vote right there. One of those, uh, like Coach Tom Flores, you know, got to get him in there, man. Make sure he's alive. We none of this posthumously crap. We don't want. We don't. We're not. We're not fans of it. Make sure he gets in while he's alive. Preventative Diagnostic Center, near and dear to our heart. Now, Joanne, Chicago Bill, uh, demographically a little too old to take advantage of Preventative Diagnostic Center here in the Vegas Valley. But if you fall in that demographic, 40 years of age to 72. You can get on down there. You can call now, leave a message. They'll get back to you. Set up that free educational consultation, 534-7900. You already know the 702 for Las Vegas. I'm telling you, folks, you got to take advantage of what we've got here in the Vegas Valley. 
This can help prolong your life. There's no question about it. You can find out, you know, maybe somebody's got stage one cancer, you know, stage two. You're able to combat it with chemo, radiation. A lot of times you find out, you know, stage three, stage four, maybe too far along for you to be able to do anything to prolong that life. So, you know, take advantage of what we've got here in the Vegas Valley. Heart disease. I mean, it is through the roof. And this is actual National Heart Month, I believe, uh, according to the American Heart Association. So you want to make sure that you, you know, take care of your body, take care of that temple. I know we all abuse it at times, you know, certain times in our life. And uh, I know I did some major abuse to my body throughout the years. But, you know, you got an opportunity here in the Vegas Valley or if you're visiting Las Vegas to set up and go down to the Preventative Diagnostic Center. You know, you can check out the, the whole website and everything at pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. Dr. John Pierce has an outstanding crew there. They set you up, and you can take advantage of the only scanner of its kind in the region that does give you that early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease, lung disease, cancer. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Again, you got the 702 down for uh, Las Vegas, 534-7900, You let them know Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, sent you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes, and then a few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. You get the type out, the printout. You get it on a disc as well. You've got all that information there at the ready. Like I said, worst-case scenario, you've got something starting up, but you're able to combat it and get on top of it. Don't just crawl under a rock or, you know, put your head in the sand and go, ah, I don't want to know. Yeah, you do. And your loved ones would want to know as well. So take advantage of it. It's right here in the Vegas Valley. They run the special on the heart CT scan and calcium score, which is phenomenal. It's a $600 value per person. It's $125. And then your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you can get that ticker checked out. Find out you have no clogging in the arteries or, like I said, worst case scenario, you've got some plaque in there, some you know, some clogging, and, and, you know, you got some work to do. But at least you can combat it and get on top of it and have an idea what's going on instead of just playing, uh, you know, the Russian roulette guessing game. Five three four seven nine zero zero. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. It's the Preventative Diagnostic Center, Five three four seven nine zero zero. Ken Thompson wrapping things up here. Hour number one, Alex B. Smith going to join me. Plenty of college hoops tonight in the NBA. Only one game going. My gosh, this is like eerily familiar to the way the sun season ended last year when they got buried at home by dallas they trail atlanta at home 107 to 70 10 40 to go in the fourth quarter again give the people their money back on the way out the door there's no reason you should charge them for crap like that suns went off a one and a half point favorite 107 to 70 down 37 points with still almost a quarter of basketball to go i know it's the nba they're not coming back it's a joke that game unreal Jazz, 131-128, they beat the Raptors. Rockets, 112-106, at home, beat the Thunder. That game stays under, the Jazz game went over. T-Wolves at home, get past the Warriors. They come back from double digits down in the second half and win by five. They were catching five and a half, so a nice effort by Minnesota. And uh, that game staying under the total. Kings, 119-109, they beat the Spurs. They get the cover, game staying under the total. And the Celtics blow out the Nets in Beantown, 139-96. Big time route, 224 and a half was the total. Boston almost put it over by themselves. Philadelphia 105-94. They get the W. That'll do it for our number one, SportsX Radio KT, live at Steiner's Pub. Keep it right here. We're going to rock and roll. Come back with Alex B. Smith. You're listening to SportsX Radio.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. All right, KT Live, Saunders Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. Again, one of three in the Vegas Valley to serve you. 8410 West Cheyenne, the original in their 25th year. Now, that's the only one where there are some seats. There's, I think there's eight seats left for the Super game on Sunday. Of course, they sell those seats. Everybody's got it. They've got a great setup. You get the wristband. When you uh, when you get the wristband, that also gives you a $50 square on their big $5,000 board. I mean, it's great. And if you... If you, so it's not just the four scores that come in after each quarter and, of course, the final. Uh, it's the four, score, four squares around that winning square. They all get $50 each and every quarter. So that's kind of cool, too. Uh, the food is outstanding. You, you set yourself up for all you can eat, all you can drink. Great stuff going on, and that is the 8410 West Cheyenne. The other two are sold out. Where I am right now, 1750 North Buffalo and 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South. Both of those sold out. There could be cancellations. You can call and check in, but right now they are sold out. Going to get with our guest, Alex B. Smith, in just a sec. I uh, was telling you uh, the, the one game going. Hawks now up 115-77 to 77 in Phoenix, 745 to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, gave you the Jazz, 131-128, beat the Raptors. Win, cover, game goes over. Rockets, 112-106. Six-point dogs, they win by six over the Thunder at home. Game stays under. T-Wolves beat the Warriors. Great comeback there. We'll get with Alex B. on that. He's there in the state of Minnesota. Uh, they were five-and-a-half-point dogs against Golden State. Come back from double digits down. Second half, win by five, 119-114. Kings beat the Spurs in San Antonio. Game stays well under the total. Sacramento covers the seven, winning it by ten. Celtics blowing out the Nets, 139-96. to My goodness, laying nine-and-a-half in Beantown and winning it by 43 big ones in a game that gets over. Sixers, 105-94. Makes my producer, Mark Hoke, a happy camper, especially if he laid the ten because they won by 11 5 game staying under the total. Blazers, excellent 
second half, go into Memphis and beat the Grizz. Very difficult to do. They were six-point dogs, but the Blazers and Dame, they get it done, 122-112. to 112. Game still stays under the total by four and a half points. And then the Wizards and Pistons, that one was postponed because Washington, uh, with all this inclement weather, having trouble getting into the Motor City. Uh, as far as on the ice, just the two games, I gave you those. Carolina... 5-1 they win at Buffalo and Boston 5-2 they knock off Toronto up there in Ontario so both road teams getting wins as far as college basketball 53-36 Utah State leads New Mexico 15-01 to go second half and Logan I just have to cover the four closed at four and a half Utah State the favorite there uh, let me see go up top on some of these games Purdue number one in the country had a huge lead still won by 20 game did get over the total 135 and a half beat Penn State 80 to 60 Nittany Lions ought to just stay and play at home in Happy Valley because it's been a sad set of circumstances their last couple road games Creighton beat Georgetown 63-53 Georgetown comes back and covers their third straight game nice effort there because they were down 16 in that one uh, but lose it by 10. Total 151 and a half game stays well under. Patrick Ewing at least has the guys playing with some heart. Outstanding game went into overtime. 85-83 Xavier. I'd have lost on this if I had put it in because I like Xavier minus the three and uh, they ended up closing as three and a half point favorites. They only win it by a deuce in OT. Ed Cooley really has Providence playing well. Home, road. You, you just can't take the Friars lightly. East Tennessee State. Betting number might have been 666 but that didn't scare people away and they blew out Wofford. 77 to 52. My goodness, what a blowout there. Good effort there by East Tennessee State. Uh, Buccaneers get it done at home. 85 77. Sanford beats Western Carolina. Wind cover. Game goes over. St. Joe's playing good, solid ball of late. Uh, 14 points better than Rhode Island at home. The Hawks laying four, win it by 14. Game stays well under. LaSalle, big, big effort in the first half. They were up. 16, George Washington comes back, ties it up. LaSalle goes on to win it by 11. They were plus two. They get the win, 75-64, 149. The total game stays under by 10 points. Paladins of Furman, 79-58. Take care of the uh, mocks of Tennessee Chattanooga by 21 big ones. Pitt sweeps North Carolina. That's the first time that's happened in a while. 65-64 as they win in Chapel Hill as eight-and-a-half-point dogs. Game stays under the total. Louisville a win. You kidding me? Uh, Georgia Tech, but still, nonetheless, they'll take it. Anything for the Cardinals. 68-58, they win at home at the Yum Yum Center. Meanwhile, St. Bonnie surprises the Spiders of Richmond on the road, 66-62. Win cover game stays under by a point. George Mason, 11 better than UMass. Game also staying under the total, but Mason covers the 6.5, wins by 11. Florida surprises number 2 Tennessee, 67-54 in Gainesville. Wire-to-wire win is 5-point dogs. Good effort by the Gators tonight in a game that stays under the total. Auburn, Bruce Pearl had them ready. They jumped on Georgia by 30. They won it by 21, 94-73. Game flies over the total. Cincinnati by 16 over Tulsa. They were laying six or 26, I'm sorry, 81-55. They were laying 16. They get the win, the cover, and the game stays under. South Florida beat East Carolina by 8. They win it. They were laying eight. They win it by eight. One forty-one and a half. The total. That game stays under. Sam Houston wins only by two at UT Rio Grande Valley. Sixty-seven, sixty-five. Game stays under. Murray State a one-point win against Belmont, but it was a pick'em game. So the uh, Racers get the win, and the game goes over the total. Illinois State in overtime beats Illinois Chicago, sixty-eight, sixty-two, and they cover the five and a half by the hook in the extra session. Bradley by ten finally played a good game inside Missouri Valley at home, beats Southern Illinois in Peoria, sixty-two, fifty-two, laying the six. They win it by ten. Missouri State seventy-six, sixty-seven, beat Valparaiso, win and a push of the nine-point number. Game gets over the total in Indiana State. Barry's Evansville beat the Purple Aces by 18. Sycamores win it 83-65 in a game that still stayed under the total by two points. 
Uh, the total of 150, 90 to 55. Rutgers crushing Minnesota. Golden Gophers, my goodness. Some games you just wonder, like, who do they have out there? A bunch of middle schoolers? you got to be kidding me. 90 to 55. Rutgers was laying 15. They win it by 35. Game gets over the total. St. John's at home gets beat by Seton Hall. Seton Hall sweeps that series. Laying two on the road in New York. They win it by 12, and the game gets over the total. Marquette, again, in overtime. This is crazy if you had Villanova because they were plus 7.5, dropped to 6.5, but they get it into overtime and they lose to Marquette by 9, 73-64. In the extra five minutes, the game still stays under the total. Drake laying 8.5, they only win it by 7 in OT. Knock off Northern Iowa, 88-81. And NC State crushes Florida State, 94-66. Win cover game goes over. New Mexico State win cover at home against Las, in Las Cruces against Stephen F. Austin, 73-67. LSU gets beat by Missouri, 87-77. Either won or pushed with Missouri at home in a game that gets over the total. And Okie State finished off Oklahoma, 71-61 in Norman. That is a look at the Rich Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, but we'll duck this one in for my buddy Dave Deneen. Bad news for your pal over there at Cal Baptist. A tough loss, 72-71 to Southern Utah as Todd Simon gets it done on the road. The former UNLV assistant doing a real nice job there with Southern Utah. 72-71, a good game against Cal Baptist. And uh, that is a complete look at the scoreboard. Utah State still up 13, 12-32 to go. But New Mexico trying to make a game of it. 58-45 in Logan. We'll keep an eye there. Alex B. Smith, I had to get all those scores in because I didn't get them in in hour number one. But my goodness, my brother, it is great to have you. Uh, I was worried, man, because you're traveling around. And next thing you know, wait, I might be outside my Uber range. And I'm like, wait, just <laughs> yeah. hold a sign up. You're Alex freaking B. Smith, for the love of God. Anyone will pull over and grab the legend. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm doing good, yeah. I wish I wish I was that famous here in uh, Minnesota. But I was able to get a friend uh, give me a lift. And I was able to get back here just in time to talk to you. Like I said, it's been a long time. So it's great to be on the show. Great to be with and chatting with you, and uh, as always. See, and if he knew that the Richard Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard was going, you'd have taken your freaking time, man. You're like, are you kidding me? I got all day with Thompson over there rambling all these scores. Alex B., you love the games like I do. What, what type of, what season do you, because you're a big-time hockey guy. I know that's your number one sport. But what season yeah. is your favorite or, or what month, you know, because I love November when you have everything going on. Uh, I, I love you know, the, the bowl season and the NFL getting into the postseason and then, well, you know, the college basketball getting into conference play, NBA starting to get to the second half of the season. I mean, and hockey starting to, you know, get interesting as far as the divisions and, and we'll get into the NHL because there's some major surprises on both ends of, right. of the spectrum. But what's Alex B. Smith's favorite time of year sports-wise? It would, it would probably be, honestly, October November. Because you got the beginning of hockey, you got football finally in full swing, basketball slowly starting to creep up, like all of that kind. Of, and, you, and even I don't bet baseball, but as a fan, you've got obviously the playoffs, uh, you know, going into October. So all I think October might be the best, my favorite month for sports. Obviously. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Andy Isco letting me know as he does every time KT screws up. Old original AI, Allen Iverson was not the original AI. Andy Isco is he's a senior there, but AI, the original AI, letting me know that the Villanova game was not overtime. Thompson Marquette's win was in regulation, and they did get two free throws uh, in the waning seconds to get the cover of that game. No matter what line you laid there with Marquette, that is a good solid team. Shaka Smart's doing a nice job there. I know you love the college hoops too, and uh, like I said, we'll get into what, what are the, what are some of the teams that. A.B. follows, that Alex B. 
Mississippi Falls. And I know you follow the Big Ten, but what are some, what are some of the teams that you root for and uh, that you follow, you pay close attention to? Yeah, it, it's been weird because since the pandemic, it's been kind of hard for me to really kind of get a, a grasp on uh, following college hoops, especially with how my role kind of increased with different things doing hockey. But yeah, but I'm, I usually follow a lot of the mid-majors, like I said, in the Midwest, obviously being from Chicago, but then moving into Minnesota. So the Big Ten is obviously something that I try to keep a, a, a ear down with. But also like the horizon, I, I follow UIC a lot. Uh, some of those smaller conference schools that are in the Chicago land area. So UIC, Loyola, of course, with the big run that they made over the last few years. Those are some schools that I try to, to, to keep uh, an ear on and try to follow with, especially when we get closer to February and March. That's when I really amp up uh, my, my college shoots, especially with betting-wise and just kind of looking toward things and trying to find some of those mid-majors that can sneak under the radar and even if it's not in the NCAA tournament, but some of those lower tournaments, which hopefully they'll be coming back, the CBI and the CIT, that's where I like to make a, a, a real uh, you know, impact in that February-March conference tournament and those lower-level tournaments. All right, A.B., how'd you do college football this year? I mean, I was impressed with, with Georgia, what they did to TCU in the finale, but my goodness, Ohio State had them on the ropes the game before. And it, just crazy how things change. And then, of course, Michigan – you know, not able to uh, close out some of their drives early on in their loss to TCU. Sonny Dykes running the table in the regular season. Pretty impressive there his first year with the Horned Frogs. So, you know, some good stuff. Me as a USC fan, I was, you know, crying basically at the Utah-USC Pac-12 title game at Allegiant yeah. Stadium where I was. Once I knew Caleb Williams got hurt, I knew the writing was on the wall, but a, an incredible year, first year for Lincoln Riley. What were some of the big storylines, college football, that AB enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, well, USC, I mean, they were, it's an interesting story there with Caleb Williams, of course, and the way that, that uh, this season ended against Tulane. That was an incredible game, and I, I kind of felt the writing on the wall, like you said, after uh, the way things ended up with that Pac-12 title game, getting Tulane, excuse me, in that bowl game, I like Tulane. They end up getting the comeback and winning that. That's a team that I was able to ride a lot, and I think a lot of people did. Having them making basically what was the greatest comeback from one season to the next in the last 40 or 50 years to go from basically a, a losing season to flipping around and having a, a, a big year in the AAC and taking down a Pac-12 team where, you know, Tulane's not one of those teams you think about, you know, making a, a big bowl game and having a win, but they were able to do that. So that was one of the, the important things and one of the big things that I followed. But honestly, uh, throughout the year, I mean, you know, like I said, try not to follow just exactly on the Big Ten or the MAC. Those are the two conferences that I follow the most, obviously being a, a Midwesterner. The MAC didn't bet on it as much as I did watch the games, but uh, had a really good, you know, end of college football season and, and NFL season. That November, December run w- was really solid. Uh, and so, that, you know, teams like Georgia, no, you know, knowing that Alabama was kind of on the outs this year and wasn't going to be a team that was going to make that run to to the title this year. Georgia, I mean, what a dominant national title game it was against TCU. And TCU was a great team all year, but Georgia was just that much better than everybody else in the nation. There's a reason why they're back-to-back champs. There you go. And what a big win by LSU to knock off Bama. Or Bama would have been right back there in that playoff. You know, if Bryce Young doesn't get banged up, you never know. But you got to give LSU credit there. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun coming up. I mean, Georgia, Stetson Bennett, what can you say about this kid? You know, we remember 
A.J. McCarron and, and did different quarterbacks that were just good, solid college quarterbacks and knew how to uh, play out the, the string, basically, with the university and show that they belonged at least at the college level. And Stetson Bennett, I mean, really excelling. This kid just knew how to win. How does he transition to the NFL? Does somebody take a shot on him, maybe? I think so. I mean, he's not going to be a first or second round pick. He's going to be one of those guys that either he gets drafted toward the end of the draft and that maybe Mr. Irrelevant role, which we can't really call that anymore, right, with Brock Purdy and everything, maybe might have to uh, change that name. But I think either he gets drafted late in that weekend or he gets signed as a, a you know a free agent and he'll get a, a, a solid chance, I'm sure, with some team in the preseason, especially now with only three preseason games. I think he'll get a lot of reps in whatever training camp he gets signed to. So he's definitely a guy to, to watch out for. I don't know if he'll be an NFL backup right away. It might take him a year or two to kind of get his foot in his footing. But, uh, you know, he's definitely, a, you know, a good college quarterback. And like I said, the SEC is a little tough to try to, you know, pinpoint how well those quarterbacks can, can transition over because they have some of the best O-linemen and some of the best wide receivers that are helping them out in school. Maybe they don't have that kind of, uh, you know, fluid transition in the pros. Yeah, you know, you talk about uh, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, that last guy taken in the seventh round, but Isaiah Pacheco, a guy taken very close to that last guy in the seventh round. So both of those guys' success stories should give incentive to those that are going to be picked in, say, round six and seven. We'd always lean back on the Tom Brady sixth-round pick way back Mm -hmm. when, but these are, you know, relatively new players. you know stories as far as coming out so it will let everybody know that no matter when you get picked you got a shot to make it and to excel at the next level yeah absolutely and i mean we've learned now from what happened with the niners and i said it with some other teams even the chiefs i mean they've advanced they're going to the super bowl but the injury issues that they've had cluster injuries at wide receiver it's kind of interesting to see you know with the 17th game and having things change in the preseason and training camp are we going to see teams going to the playoffs struggling with these injury issues and maybe things you know rear their ugly head like it did with the Niners where you know Christian McCaffrey the running back ends up being the fifth string quarterback playing in this big game so that's something to keep an eye on so you know we talk about it in hockey all the time you need two goalies to win a Stanley Cup and be a, a great NHL team you really need two quarterbacks now in the NFL and even though you're not running them back and forth you're going to need two solid quarterbacks moving forward to, to win something in the National Football League. Let me throw some names at you before we jump to break in a minute. What about Lamar Jackson? Do they tag him? Does he stay in Baltimore? I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, it would make sense to do that and, and try to work something out. But with now, especially with today, with Brady, Tom Brady finally retiring, hopefully for good this time, uh, that I think that's going to create a, a real big shift to these quarterbacks. And now, you know, the Packers are talking about getting rid of Aaron Rodgers or at least they'd like to move on without him. Nathaniel Hackett's now the OC for the Jets. Maybe he goes there. Maybe Zach Wilson moves to Green Bay. I don't know. There's a lot of different moving pieces. So it's kind of hard to read right now. The Raiders, very interesting situation because I'm sure, I feel almost positive that if Brady was going to play another year, the Raiders maybe draft a QB and then have him under the tutelage of Brady. That goes by the wayside. I don't think they bring Stidham back, but maybe they do. He had success in the one game against San Francisco. Then there was film on him, but he had to close with Kansas City, who buried them here at Allegiant Stadium. But, again, those are two tough opponents to make your debuts as far as regular season. Derek Carr, uh, for all intents and purposes, now he's got a no-trade contract, 
but he could become a free agent, so you don't know why, if he's out here in Vegas, why he'd actually help the Raider organization out. Uh, you know, because, he again, he can basically pick and choose where he goes a month later uh, if he, you know, vetoes any trade that the Raiders come up with. Your take as far as the Raiders situation and what about the deal that Derek Carr got? Because a lot of folks thought that he got a raw deal basically with Coach McDaniels and GM Ziegler getting a mulligan on the crappy season they had here in Vegas. And, again, a lot of components played into that. I mean, you lost Waller and Renfro for 15 games between them. So, you know, getting Devontae Adams is all well and good. But, you know, if the guy's going to be doubled up because you're down two-star receivers, you know, you're never going to be able to see what happens. So with those two getting a mulligan but Derek Carr not getting one, what do you think? Where do the Raiders go? And do they look at Jimmy Garoppolo because of his time spent with McDaniels? I think, yeah, I think that is the case. I think the Derek Carr moves on elsewhere. He might be uh, a solid fit maybe for Tampa. It's not that his, his skill is in question. I think it's just a change of scenery and, like I said, just a change of coaching. I think that's really what he needs. I think a lot of these quarterbacks that are going to be moving around could, could benefit from that. Uh, Garoppolo, obviously, with the, the log jam now that's gotten even you know further with Trey Lance and now Brock Purdy, uh, obviously his days in, in the Bay Area are done. But I think that might be a good fit for him to go to Vegas, and I think it's a good fit for David Carr to maybe go elsewhere. And I, and I think Tampa Bay might be a solid spot for him. Yeah, Derek Carr. I know David, Derek. I mean, everybody always wants to give David <laughs> credit, man, that he's still in the league. He still looks like he's young enough to play, no question. Alex B. Smith is our guest at uh, AX Smith Sports, right? Or AX Smith yep, Sports, right? Exactly. I just want to make sure. It's been a while since I said it, but I know I know it by heart. At AX Smith Sports, this guy handicaps just about everything, including uh, the Nathan's contest uh, on July 4th. He's, uh, Alex B, man, you love it, man. But we're going to get into hockey big time because that is your bread and butter. Vegas Golden Knights are struggling. They were playing great on the road, but now not even playing well on the road. Going to go around the NHL with Alex B. Smith. Get the lowdown on who's going to be striving hard into the postseason. Still got a ways to go, but starting to see the writing on the wall. And there have been some teams, wire to wire, like those Boston Bruins that just look like they may be head and shoulders above everybody else. We'll continue with Alex B. Smith when we come back. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM 1140, the bet on the AM side. Streaming on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just search KDWN or SportsX Radio. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson, your host, live from Vegas, live at Steiner's Pub. We'll be right back. Crazy, man. Crazy and Aussie, man. That's why they both have Zs in there, man. They are crazy. And uh, my brother-in-law, Zach Wild, with a Z as well. Z-A-K-K. Look him up, man. One of the best league guitar players in the world. And I remember many times seeing my brother-in-law there on the old OzFest tour, man, playing Black Label Society, his own band, and, of course, double-dipping with Ozzy, man. Always good times and uh, had some memorable 
Ozfest, to say the least. KT lost many brain cells on some of those tours, but uh, did enjoy hanging out with some of the who's who as far as rock and roll. My good pal Alex B. Smith, he's online right now, and we're about to talk hockey. A.B., one of the best in the country as far as talking puck, man. I mean, this guy, hey, give him credit, man. He's still sticking with his Chicago Blackhawks, and I know it's been a tough year so far. They actually had a nice win last week, but uh, this team has just been... You know, feast or famine, and it's been mostly famine this year for the Blackhawks. But A.B. calls it the way he sees it. And before we went to break, I mentioned the Boston Bruins. Jim Montgomery, the coach of the Boston Bruins, what a unique story he is. Because here's a guy that was doing a pretty good job over at Dallas with the Stars, but lost his job, basically detrimental conduct, uh, you know, by beating himself up, by abusing the bottle, so to speak. And he says he thanks the Dallas Star organization for the firing because it let him focus in on his life and realize he was an alcoholic and he was killing himself and he'd probably be dead if that didn't happen. He hasn't had a drink since leaving that organization. Assistant coach with the St. Louis Blues and now excelling as the head coach. Uh, The boys from Beantown, the Boston Bruins, what a phenomenal year they're having. Alex B., I mean, Cassidy doing a decent job out here with Vegas, but what a job by Montgomery his first year getting another chance at the head coaching position after, you know, linking on with St. Louis in the middle of the 2020 season. But I'm telling you, players coach is what I hear about Montgomery. Weigh in on this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, to see this turnaround in the last couple of years. Like I said, having the, the tumultuous exit out of Dallas, uh, you know, taking some time for, you know, sort things out personally, get back into coaching with St. Louis, and now, take over the head coaching spot in Boston, which I thought was going to be a tough task for him, not just because of him just trying to get, you know, things back in order in his his own personal life, but to lead a team that was kind of getting older, had a bit of a rough exit last season, had some, you know, key players like McAvoy and Marshan that were going to, you know, looking at missing some time at the beginning of the year. (laughs) Well, look at what they did. I mean, just come out to a hot start. And now here they are with 81 points in 50-something games. They're now, you know, this is the record, basically. Most points uh, reached at this point of the season for any team in NHL history. It's fascinating that they're able to, to get this done with this veteran core. Uh, Linus Olmark, a goaltender who was kind of shaky at Buffalo, signed this long-term deal. People didn't really know what to expect from him. And now here he is, a, a He's a heavy favorite right now to win the Vesna Trophy. Uh, this is just a, a fascinating team to follow. And I, I got this team dead wrong, to be honest. I thought they were going to be under their point total. Pretty much going to lose that in the next three weeks because they're certainly going to get over 100 points and, and then some. Uh, and they're just a, a great team to watch. And I've definitely been able to make some money on them during the regular season. What about this team moving forward? Pasternak leading the way already 72 points in 51 games. But what about this team moving forward as far as the postseason? Because sometimes when you excel that well in the regular season, you can even get a little complacent. Like tonight they had the game against Toronto, but they take care of business 5-2 to two on the road. Toronto having a nice season themselves, 31-13 in the eight overtime losses. But 70 points, that would work in, in just about... You know, most divisions, in fact, uh, three of the four, that would be good, or two of the four, the uh, two in the Western Conference, they'd be four points ahead in the Central, and they'd be seven points ahead of the Kraken and the Kings and eight points ahead of the Knights in the Pacific. Uh, Boy, I mean, what about this team getting as they, how do they kind of gear up? You still have 30, 30 games left before you even look at the postseason. How do you stay grounded and stay focused to make sure 
that you don't, you know, hit that climactic high during the regular season before you get to the long-time playoff season because, let's face it, I mean, every series is a seven-game series. you got to pace yourself, but you want to keep the momentum going, and they've been able to do that pretty much every 10 games. You look up, the worst you're going to see that team is 7-3 and three after 10 games. Yeah, and, and that is, that's the biggest question for them moving into the second half of the season is how do they keep this pace, keep steady enough to where they can obviously take care of business as far as clinching the division, the number one seed, and, and, and ultimately the president's trophy based on what they're looking at, but still be able to be you know, fresh and focused enough to get into the postseason and not have these hiccups like we've seen happen with, look at Florida last year having a great year and, and winning the president's trophy. They get swept in the second round. Look at Tampa right. Bay years ago where they had, a, you know, one of the best uh, NHL regular seasons since we've seen in the 90s, and then they get swept out by Columbus. So they have to avoid that, uh, you know, that misstep, and that's kind of hard. It's, it's, there's no real blueprint to figure that out. Obviously, you want to keep playing the games, but at some point, maybe, you know, you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit when you get closer to the postseason. Once you clinch everything, especially with this veteran group, you want to give some guys some rest to make sure they're fresh and focused to move forward and make a deep run in the postseason. Yeah, and as a Rangers fan, there were several times that they got that President's Trophy that I don't, I could care less about. Just give me a chance right. at getting a taste of 1994 again. It's all I got in my life, Alex B. My dad <laughs> used to talk about the Rangers in 1940. I was like, Dad, I'm tired of that chant 1940 in Uniondale every time they played the Islanders. I couldn't take it anymore. Then finally, Messier came through in 94. But that's been a long time. So hopefully the Rangers, you know, have an opportunity. What about the Rangers? And and the Devils even got off to a good start, but they're both looking up in the Metropolitan of Carolina. What about the Hurricanes? And and do the Rangers have a chance to do some damage? They got some good experience last year. Yeah, I think the Rangers, they're a team that needs to kind of hang under the radar. You know, they don't need to win the division. They don't need... Uh, to have that, that you know, uh, President's Trophy. They don't need anything like that. Just stay healthy, hang under the radar, maybe catch a little team, you know, a couple teams off guard. I mean, and that's the thing with Igor Shosturkin. He's the kind of goalie that you can ride through an entire postseason. He can get you to a Stanley Cup. Once you get in the postseason, a guy like Shosturkin is the guy that he can steal a couple of games in a series. Next thing you know, you advance to the conference finals. And then, you know, anything goes at that point. I think so. I think they're still alive. And I think a lot of people kind of, you know, underestimating them. Do not underestimate this Rangers team. I think they're going to make a nice run in the second half. There's a couple teams in the East and West that they're going to make good runs in the second half. And they're going to be dangerous once they get in the postseason. And you look at the Devils. I mean, here's a team in the Garden State, 13-10 and the two overtime losses. But 19-3 and two away. I mean, that's you know, eerily similar to the way the Vegas Golden Knights got off. You know, I mean, this was a team, the Golden Knights, that they couldn't lose on the road. They're still flexing a 15-5-4 and four record away from T-Mobile where they're only 14-13. and 13. But what about Jersey? Because they're a major surprise. They are. They're a huge surprise in my eyes. I did not think this team would be able to put together the kind of wins, especially when it's funny when you think about after the first two games, fans are chanting fire Lindy Ruff and then all of a sudden they go on this hot run and it's still been tumultuous like I said they've still had some some losing efforts they've been very streaky overall but having a goaltender like Vitek Vanacek who you know was kind of just casted off from Washington uh, I, I thought it was a good fit for him to go to New Jersey the same way it was for Samsonov to go to Toronto both of those goalies have been very good for their respective clubs 
And uh, this is a, a New Jersey team. I don't know if they're going to make that deep of a run in the postseason. I think they're going to be there, obviously, the way that they've played. And it would take a massive collapse in the opposite direction for them to be out of it. But uh, they're going to be a, a tough out. They're going to be they're going to push anybody they play in that first round to at least six or seven games. And then the team, as I said, the Rangers and Devils are looking up at is the Carolina Hurricanes. And here's a team as consistent as can be, 17-5 and five at home, 17-4 and four on the road. I mean, very, very impressive. Tell me a little bit about this team because they keep knocking on the door. I think this team has a good chance to go deep into the playoffs this year. I do, too. This is one of the teams I like in the East. I, I pretty much said at the beginning of the year it's going to be Carolina or New York to win that Metropolitan Division and make the big run in the East. And, I mean, the way the Canes look tonight, now they're on a seven-game win streak. I thought they were going to struggle a little bit on the second half of a back-to-back after that 5-4 comeback win against L.A., having to go on the road against a decent Buffalo team. We know how their offense can be up and down, and the Canes just unloaded them in the first period. Three goals in that first period. Was it 15, 16 shots on goal? Uh, they got a ton of talent. They've got some great balance in their four lines. Of course, Brett Burns being a, a good offensive defenseman, a good veteran presence in that in that locker room, and great goaltending. They literally have three goalies they can rely on. you got Frederick Anderson, who's back from injury, looking sharp. Antti Ranta, who's a solid backup when he can stay healthy. And then Piotr Kachekov, who currently now is in the Chicago Wolves uh, with the AHL. But when he came up, he looked solid as well, even going back to the you know couple of starts he made in the postseason. So the Hurricanes have a lot of depth, and they're a tough team, and especially at home. But like I said, they're winning on the road as well. So that's one of those teams that you have to worry about. I think Boston, New York, uh, and, and Carolina, those are three top teams right now in the, in the Eastern Conference you got to worry about. And the old man playing well, Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And that's, yeah, it's the thing. Like, you know, have, having him be a, a, a top defenseman at this point of his career and being a, a good offensive you know, catalyst for a lot of those forwards like Sebastian Ajo uh, and Stefan Nason, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of quality guys. And to have a good defenseman that can move the puck as well, it's a, a solid fit for Carolina. All right, so what's the problem with the Vegas Golden Knights? I mean, I know they haven't been healthy all year long, but even when they seem to be healthy, I know the goaltending was a question mark with Leonard going down prior to the season, but Thompson's done an adequate job. Uh, They find themselves now sitting in third place. Now, the Kraken tied for first with the L.A. Kings, but the Kraken have four games in hand on the Kings, so that for you folks out there means they played four less games. They played 49. The Kings have played... 53 both those teams with 63 points now the Knights only a point back but they played 51 two less than the Kraken or I'm sorry two more than the Kraken two less than the LA Kings what about this bunched up division because Edmonton's right there with 60 points and Calgary with 57 and Calgary and Edmonton pretty much unbeatable for a long time in Alberta both have struggled this year at home unlike they have in the past so that same home ice advantage i mean usually you know teams would go up there especially whatever was that second game on that back-to-back when you went in that little alberta swing before you went to uh vancouver you were always going to lose that second game if you if you played calgary hard that first night you were going to get beat by edmonton and vice versa what about the oilers and the flames and touch on the golden knights ab what do they need do need to do to fix whatever they need to fix to get into the postseason and and do something, at least make their presence felt? Well, the, the issue with Edmonton and Calgary have been goaltending. And, and really, if you think about it, that's been an issue with both of those clubs for quite some time in, in different facets. 
Uh, Edmonton, you know, they thought that they finally had figured things out, getting rid of Koskinen, getting rid of Mike Smith, bringing in Jack Campbell from Toronto, and then bringing up Stuart Skinner, who had looked solid as a formidable backup. And now here you go, Stuart Skinner takes over as the number one role because Campbell struggled early. And they're still having to try to, you know, find their rhythm with this 1A, 1B system in net. For Calgary, same thing. Jacob Markstrom looked like he's going to be the, the odds-on favorite as a starter. They have a solid backup in Dan Vladar. Vladar actually ends up having a, a great camp. Looks a little shaky once the season starts, but then you have Markstrom who's having these issues where he's given up the first shot of the game uh, in, in what's eight of ten games at one point he had a stretch where the first shot he faced, it goes right by him. Uh, there was a couple other games where two, three, four shots – uh, into the contest, he's already you know down two nothing, and, and and he's putting his team in a hole. And this is not a Calgary team that's built like last season, where they can go up and down, have a you know a top six uh, you know forward group that can score you five six goals a night. This is more of that uh, Sutter kind of shutdown defense kind of type of team. You can't afford to be down two nothing, three nothing with that kind of a system. So those are the two teams that really kind of get need to find their rhythm from the goaltending and defensive aspect. But for Vegas. It's basically the same thing with you've seen with Colorado. They just need to get healthy. If they can get their guys healthy and consistent uh, play in the lineup, just have their solid lineup, regular lineup for at least a week or two, maybe these guys can start gelling again and get that offense run the way we saw at the beginning of the year. But that's really the thing. When that injury bug bites you, and this is kind of the maybe the best of worst times to have that happen because now you've got the all-star break and a few more games. Maybe now they can kind of get their momentum rolling, get everyone healthy, and, and be in the right spot right now. It's going to be a tough Pacific division. There's five, six teams that are going to be fighting for that the whole way through. Real, real quick on the, on the Western Conference, uh, Dallas with that one-point lead, a game in hand on Winnipeg. Uh, Jets playing pretty well. Uh, you know, not lately. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but pretty consistent all season long. But this Dallas Stars team, they're going to be tough in the postseason as well because they do play at both ends of the ice. And uh, they're always a team that's going to – they're not going to blow you out too often, but you're not going to blow them out either. And they find a way to win a lot of those close games. What about the Western Conference – I mean, the Western Conference as far as in the Central? Do you expect anybody? And, and what about those uh, Minnesota Wild there? And I know the Avalanche have – have slumped down as well, but McKinnon's missed a lot of time. Uh, what do we look for representative-wise from the uh, the Central? I mean, this Dallas team is absolutely lethal. With, with Jason Robertson leading the way offensively, they've got a ton of depth on offense. And then, of course, you look at Jake Ottinger. This team is going to go as far as Ottinger can carry them. And, and keep in mind, remember, this is a team that was playing for a Stanley Cup title in 2020 in the bubble against uh, the vaunted Tampa Bay Lightning. If that series was played, and I was saying this to somebody the other day, if that series was played in a regular seven-game series with full crowds in Dallas and Tampa, who knows? We may not be talking about back-to-back titles for 2020 and 2021 with the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a good Dallas team. I think they're getting better and better as time goes on. They've had quite a few games going to OT, 13 games past regulation, but that's helping them get points, and that can maybe keep them – ahead of the, the Jets and the Wild and the Avalanche in that division. Minnesota and Colorado, those are two teams that I think can still make a run toward the postseason, and even Winnipeg as well. I think we, you're looking at four solid teams <coughs> excuse me, that can make a run. Minnesota, of course, had that slow start. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury kind of trying to find himself, having some, a little bit of some issues, and getting older, obviously. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame goaltender, but you know, when you play that many minutes and have that many miles in your body over these years, you can't always keep up. 
that same regiment and, and keep up that same pattern of winning. Philip Gustafson has been a uh, solid backup for the Wild, and now this team's starting to win. I think they're going to be one of those teams to watch out for in the second half. All right, real quick, as you mentioned Robertson, but another ageless wonder, Joe Pavelski. Does this guy play into his 40s? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, he hasn't had any serious injuries, knock on wood, and uh, he's a solid guy that seems to keep himself in shape. It's, it's, it's quite possible we can see him play it for at least five, six more years. Yeah, he's fantastic, man. Fun to watch, and you're right. He's very durable, no question. Before I let you go, A.B., got to reflect on one of the greatest. You're a big-time Blackhawks fan, the passing of the great Bobby Hall. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, like I said, growing up as a, as a Hawks fan over the years, seeing his highlights and seeing, you know, the 1961 Cup, you talked about the Rangers from 40 to 94. Well, we had 61 forever until we got the, you know, the run in 2010, 13, and 15. But seeing those clips of him and, and knowing that the changes that he helped provide in the game, you know, the curved stick, uh, you know, him leaving Chicago to go to Winnipeg and being the first million-dollar uh, hockey player, those things – that linger on to this day are the things that we have to, to credit with Bobby Hall. And, yes, there's a lot of other issues with him personally. Uh, but as far as his you know, contribution on the ice and in the game of hockey, we can't overlook that. Uh, it, it's certainly solid, and it's a, a heavy loss for his family. Brett Hall, obviously a great player, and, and the rest of that family, my condolences go to, to his family. No matter what with a person – when a family loses a member, it's, it's a tough thing. I've dealt with that lately. So, you know, condolences to, to the whole family for sure. No question. Alex B., I always appreciate keeping you up late, man. You stay up late for SportsX Radio. Even if I get you hour number two, you're always ready to roll. I appreciate you big time. But want to check in with you yeah. periodically because you do a great job handicapping. Get that out there so people can get your plays, especially NHL, because that's where you excel. And I expect you to be making some people like myself some money uh, as we hit towards the postseason but we still got some good regular season stuff and i know you can find some uh nice little windows there with some nice dogs and uh you've been doing it for a long time so let people know how they can get your plays ab absolutely follow me on twitter at ax smith sports you can find my website axsmithsports.com and i also do a podcast every day uh talking about the nhl it's called the ice guys you can find that wherever you stream uh your podcast and look up for the underscore ice guys on twitter Ice guys finish first, baby. That's the way they roll here with SportsX Radio. Alex B., uh, prayers for you, your family, and uh, let me know when you're going to make it out to Vegas, man. be great to hang out, have some dinner, and uh, you know, really look forward to hanging out. And if you make it to Vegas or Phoenix, let me know. It'd be great to, uh, to, to hang out together. And also, i got to get you, you know, not only to T-Mobile, but my, my good buddy down there in Arizona just told me he's got season tickets for that little deal over there in Tempe there with the Coyotes, which is great for Blackhawks fans. I'm sure they probably have a you know a good couple thousand people from the Windy City when the Blackhawks are in there. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I have ties in Phoenix. My grandmother lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I had some uh, relatives that went to U of A and ASU, so definitely would love to be out there. All right, my brother. We will talk soon. Alex B. Smith, you're the best, buddy. We'll do it again soon. All right, thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Great stuff from Alex B. Smith, my man. I love that guy. Follow him on Twitter at AXSmithSports. Take our final break of the evening. Come back, wrap things up. 
SportsX Radio live at Steiner's Pub, baby. Nice big group behind me still rocking and rolling here on a Wednesday night. It's hump day, Steiner's Pub, and you can always catch me, 1750 North Buffalo, 101.5 on the FM side. If you can't be here, 1140 the bet on the AM side. Streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download that sucker now. Search KDWN, search SportsX Radio, or search Mark Hoke Show. That's right, Mark Hoke Show. Coming up Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on KDWN. We are live from Vegas. We wrap things up live from Steiner's right after these words. Alright, KT wrapping things up here on a Wednesday night live at Steiner's Pub. Make it on down to one of your three Steiner's Pub locations here in the Vegas Valley. 8410 West Cheyenne, the original, the only one that still has seats open right now for Super Bowl Sunday. Great party, great setup, wristband, all you can eat, all you can drink. $50 square in there as far as the $5,000 board. It's awesome. It really is. I mean, that's why the other two are already sold out. So you can get into the original 8410 West Cheyenne. Uh, give a call, get down there, and uh, take care of it. They still have eight seats available as we speak. So, again, it's not a lot, but, uh, you know, if you have a good group, you have a group of four, group of two, or even if you're by yourself, get on down there, enjoy yourself. You will be happy you did. Uh, college basketball, it's a final now. Utah State has beaten New Mexico 84-73, so KT hits that late game. And uh, Abilene Christian did finish off Seattle 83-68. Nice effort there. Uh, gave you all the other scores there. As far as on the extra games, UMass Lowell. Yeah, University of Massachusetts Lowell, L-O-W-E-L-L. Very solid team. Laying 14 tonight. They win it by 16 against Albany, 66-50. to 50. Game stays under the total. Winthrop, two points better than Longwood, but and they get the cover because they were three-point dogs at home. That game sails over the total. Bryant, uh, 76-74 was the final there. 71-53, Bryant beat Maine. Covered the eight and a half. Game stays under. Radford wins at Presbyterian, 67 to 59. Their winning streak continues, and Presbyterian's losing streak continues. Maryland, Baltimore County, the Retrievers, 69-55 over Binghamton. Cover the nine at home. Game staying under the total. My brother's alma mater went down in flames. NJ Tech, New Jersey Institute of Technology, lost to New Hampshire at home, 74-67. New Hampshire three-point road favorites win it by seven, and the game gets up and over the total. Campbell fighting Camels beat USC Upstate. 78-66, they cover the four and a half. Game gets over the total. Holy Cross, playing good, solid basketball. Went in there and beat SportsX Michelle's Masters alma mater, Boston University. Holy Cross gets the win there, 82-70, in a game that flies over the 131 and a half. Bucknell on the road, surprises American. Seven and a half point dogs. They win it straight up by seven, 78-71. Game also getting well over the total, 131. Charleston Southern gets beat at home by eight. Gardner-Webb on the road, three and a half point favorites. And the Bulldogs win it by 867-59. That game staying under the total. And then Army busts Lehigh's winning streak. Eight games in a row Lehigh had won and eight against the number. But not tonight. They were laying two and a half against Army. Army wins it by 271-69. Game staying under the 144.5 by 4.5 points. And Navy blasted Lafayette 53-34. Lafayette also was playing very solid ball. But my goodness, only 34 points at home. Navy a one and a half point road favorite. They win it by 19. Total was 124.5. The game hits 87. you got to be kidding me. 
on the ice. I gave you those scores. Uh, you've got East-West Shrine game right here in Vegas tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. The West is favored by two, total of 43. Chris Wynn with a great interview last night of a couple of the brass uh, from that East-West Shrine game getting on here at SportsX Radio. I thought it was a great show with uh, Chris Wynn and, of course, Mark Hoke chiming in. Great producer, but so knowledgeable in the world of sports. Also on Monday, outstanding with the fish tank version trust the process with andrew fishtain and mark hoke doing an outstanding job as well tomorrow as far as the association early line has the lakers minus one at indiana uh Cavs minus four and a half at home against the grizz who got beat tonight heater at the knicks heat minus one and a half 213 at madison square garden bulls six and a half point favorites 236 against the hornets in the windy city mavs minus four and a half at home against the pelicans total 226 no line out as of yet nuggets at home against the warriors who got beat tonight and the bucks four and a half point home favorites against the clippers total is 230 some decent games i'll throw a couple out there that i played i played oakland golden grizzlies tomorrow minus one and a half 762 is that betting number they are at home against ipfw lay the two and a half there uh also like hofstra to avenge a blowout loss earlier hofstra number 770 minus three and a half at home against the Towson tigers and uh i'll throw one more in there i'll throw a little dog in there let's go with nebraska omaha plus two and a half nebraska omaha they are at home against St. Thomas. Yes, the Tommies of Minnesota, two-and-a-half-point road favorites. I think the Mavericks will get them at home. That a look at a couple plays. KT will be on tomorrow. Tomorrow it's Throwback Thursday. Great show. Hopefully Coach Fran McCaffrey. Looking forward to Arthur DeCesar and, of course, Andy Isco, Mike Scalliott. What a great Throwback Thursday show. Thanks to Mark Hoke, my producer. Thanks to all my guests. Folks, thanks to you, the listeners. Till tomorrow, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless her troops. God bless you. I'm Ken Thompson, live from Steiner's. Have a great evening. Good night, everybody.